Hey, what's going on guys? And welcome back to Life's Legos. I know it's been a while, but I'm super excited about today's episode because I have a very special guest on the show today. His name is Cheyenne Khan, and at 21 years old, he's already accomplished so many things and went through so many life-changing experiences. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you all to Cheyenne Khan. Cheyenne, thanks for being here today and welcome to Life's Legos. Thanks for having me. So Cheyenne, the stage is yours, and I'd like you to explain to everybody who Cheyenne Khan is in your own words, what your story is, and what you're all about. Okay, so I'll just start from the beginning as far as like my fitness kind of journey. So I started lifting, exercising, all of that when I was about 15 years old, and my life before that, pretty much since I was a little boy, very chunky boy, not very active, <laughs> obese, all that, right? So then at 15, just really there wasn't like an epiphany or anything like that. It was kind of built up. It was just me kind of like being sick of it, you know what I mean? Just being sick of being overweight because I was always insecure about it. Yeah. It was that, that was the time when I actually decided to actually do something about it, right? Okay. So from then on, I just kind of taught myself via articles, videos, all that stuff, and four years later, became a personal trainer. A couple of years later than that, here I am now. And you're only 21, right? 21. 21, a personal trainer. And mm-hmm. and you probably have a lot of clients that are older than you. Yeah, much of my clientele is older than me. The most common range is anywhere between like 45 and 60. Wow, wow. Good for mm-hmm. you, man. Good for you. So, mm-hmm. I do have a quick question. I want to know, like, what, so 15 years old, that's when you started to think about being healthier, right? Was there a significant, like, I know you said there wasn't an epiphany, but was there some kind of inspiration or moment in your life that made you think, hey, uh, I can be better than this and wanting to kind of uh, do that? That's funny. Um, a couple times, um, actually at amusement parks, I would say that was the most like eye-opening. Really? Trying to get on some of those rides, like waiting two hours just <laughs> to not be able to fit in the seat. Let me tell you, there's no, that's probably the most embarrassing thing I've ever been through because you got everyone waiting on you. You know, everyone's waiting just like you did. And, you know, the workers are doing their job trying to get you in the seat. I couldn't fit. No way. That walk of shame back. Did they actually kick you off the rides? Yeah. There's nothing else they can do. Wow. Yeah. You can put that as the base point of when you decided, this is too much, I can't take this anymore. Yep. And, and it's just so fascinating to me because, again, you're 21, you're young. At 15, you're young. And to make that decision, right. like that's like a really big cognitive decision to make at such a young age. So I applaud you for that. And you. Yeah. And I mean, like, along the same lines, I'm pretty sure you can... You can agree on this, that there is people out there that maybe are on your age or older that start to kind of want to change their lifestyle. Maybe they feel like they're overweight or maybe they feel like they just want to change it for the better in some way, shape or form. But they they feel like they can't. Now, in, in your own in your own experience of changing from 15 to 21 and, and becoming overweight to a personal trainer and having clientele and people actually wanting to listen to you. Uh, on how to better themselves, what what do you say to people who are at a crossroads right now who think that they can't change their lives fitness-wise even if they wanted to? They feel like there's barriers there. So what do you say to people like that? 
So I in that venture, I feel like the two things you can adjust the most are discipline and accountability, right? Okay. Discipline's always going to be part of the equation, whether it's better in your health, business ventures, anything like that. You need to be disciplined, right? Of course, of course. Because if you don't want it bad enough, you're not going to do anything about it, right? And as far as accountability, my biggest strategy has always been being verbal with my goals, meaning like I'll tell people, hey, I want to do this by this time, right? That means they know too. So if that deadline hits and I haven't done anything from point A and now it's, you know, a year down the line, we're at point B and nothing's changed. Correct. Like me personally, I couldn't live with that, right? If I tell somebody I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So is that what you do with your clients? Is that how you kind of work with them too? Kind of understand where they want to be and break it down Mm -hmm. and as far as yeah as far as the clients the accountability factor is that's pretty much part of like what they're paying for right correct they pay me not only because you know i'm more educated on i can guide them through it so i'm there to keep them accountable you know what i mean some people are very educated and hire coaches just for the accountability factor you know what i mean it's the same thing being verbal with your coach say hey coach i want to do this by this time yeah here's how we're going to do it let's get to work you know what i mean absolutely i completely agree with you and your mindset when it comes to coaches and coaching because even the greatest athletes in the world have coaches and it's not because the athlete can't play of course they can but they have that coach because the coach keeps them grounded and the coach keeps them motivated to keep striving towards their goals even business coaches life coaches all types of coaches are there to be that accountability factor and to make sure that you're keep moving forward so i completely agree with that So, Cheyenne, a lot of your clientele are older than you, as you explained. Do you think that there is a reluctancy from them at first when they first meet you to listen to what you have to say? Or is one of the key factors to change your life for the better, especially in the gym and and working out and, and being healthier? One of the factors has to be that you have to put that behind you. Um. Yeah, as far as the reluctancy... I don't see a lot of that, especially when I open up to them, because it's not like, say, you walk in, hey, here's your trainer, let's start today, you know what I mean? Yeah. You need to, you need to open up and, like, introduce yourself, tell them your story, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so after they hear your prior experiences, my point A, a lot of the times, is very similar to their point A. Maybe not the same age, but physicality-wise. So once they hear, say, I've done it, I've gotten here, they're much more comfortable in allowing me to guide them through the same journey, you know? Now, can you can you just let everybody know exactly how much you used to weigh and how much you weigh now and how much of it was fat before and how much of it just muscle now? Okay, so it's funny you mentioned that because when I first started this whole weight loss venture, I was actually sitting around 280 pounds. That was like oh. the peak of my obesity, right? And this morning, I weighed in at 260 pounds. So... The weight itself is not that much of a difference. The biggest difference is the body composition, right? Because my fat percentage, I couldn't even tell you how high it was then. If I had to guess, I'd say between 30 and 35%, which is a lot. Right now, probably sitting around, like, say, 15, 16. So That's amazing. Pretty much halved it, you know? That's amazing. And I know that some of the listeners, that they... They'll see the picture of you that I have posted on the Instagram page, Life's Life's Instagram page, of your before and your after and exactly what you look like now. So they'll get a bigger perspective of exactly what that looks like, which is fantastic. It's it's really inspirational in a way, right? So, I mean, a lot of people, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's just with um, weight loss, any kind of venture, 
entrepreneurship, starting a business or starting a new hobby, people get intimidated or they fear that they can't do it. But you you tackled it head on, which is really, really cool. And yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people would applaud you for that, right? It's all about a mental mindset, which if somebody was to come and ask you, hey, Cheyenne, can you give me the three most important steps on keeping a strong mental mindset when you're going through a transition like you did? Uh, because I feel like it's really transferable. Like going to the gym and changing your body over the course of a few months or a year or years actually is and can be similar to starting a startup or, or a new venture, right? Because it starts off small, you have to nurture it, put the time in, and eventually it grows if you do it properly, correct? So... If somebody was to ask you, hey, Cheyenne, what are the three most important steps that you can tell me I should follow if I want to be successful in whatever I'm setting out to do? Okay, so like like you said, this applies to both physicality and, say, entrepreneurship, anything like that. Yeah. First, I would say set small goals, right? Okay. Say, from my perspective and the fitness perspective, I didn't wake up one day wanting to look like Arnold, right? <laughs> I want yeah. to get in shape, right? Absolutely. Small goals. Don't. Don't overreach, right? Because that's gonna you're gonna get overwhelmed. It's just gonna be too much, and more than likely you're gonna end up failing. Next step, I would say consistency, right? A lot of people, when it comes to both, again, entrepreneurship and fitness, a lot of people, especially nowadays, want overnight results. It's not realistic. It's not gonna happen, right? Absolutely. You need to be consistent. So step three is definitely patience, right? Like I just talked about, overnight results are not realistic. They're not gonna happen for anyone in any case. You need to be willing to be consistent and patient. Everything's going to take time, right? If it were easy, everybody would have it, right? Things take time, and those three steps, I'd say that's about it. I mean, I can agree with you 100% on all three of those, because even with my own ventures and and my own work on the side, those three things, if you don't have them, all you have is complacency. You get complacent. You don't follow through. You don't follow up on what you wanted to do. And do you agree that a lot of the times what ends up happening is people, they put it in their mind that they want to set a goal, but they but they don't actually follow through on it. And a lot of the times, I guess you could say there's so many people that we meet in our lives that may have dreams and goals, but they don't follow through, but they just keep it stored in their head as if somebody's going to come and pull it out of their head for them and just do it. But in reality, yeah. is they have to do it themselves. Right? No, I completely agree. Like, how many times have you been, like, say, to the family function and say, Cousin Greg wants to start this new business, has this crazy idea, two years down the line, you ask him about it, and, like, he forgot about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so what I want to do now, I want to talk about how you took your weight loss. You became a personal trainer, but now you also have a YouTube channel, correct? I do. So tell me about your YouTube channel and what you kind of what kind of content you put out there and what you plan on doing more with it. Okay, so my YouTube channel is basically oriented around just everything else on my social media, right? So fitness, weight loss advice, things like that. So the things you'll find on my uh, YouTube channel mainly say low calorie recipes. I'll have some workouts you can do at home, workouts you can do in the gym, everything like that. And just, I even have some days that's just my general days of eating. Some people have an idea what exactly they can eat, right? Now, of course, I have some fun on there too. Like, you'll see I have like eating challenges and stuff like that too. Like, nice. that's one thing I like to mention too is like, 
although fitness is a very big part of my life, we yeah. all need to live. There right? you go. I like, there Meaning, you go. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Even when it comes to business ventures, right? A lot of people will overwork themselves or fitness. A lot of people will overwork themselves. Yeah. So that aspect of it is kind of just me showing you like, hey, I live too. I'm human too. But hey, I can still get from point A to point B without any problems, right? I think... I think one of the one of the biggest mistakes people make is that they feel that they have to be on twenty four seven, where right. when it comes to an, uh, any kind of venture, whatever it might be. And I always tell people, I said, everybody's human. Everybody needs a break. Everyone needs a breather. It's not a bad thing to take a second for yourself every once in a while. So it all comes down to time management, right? There you go. That- Again, like you said, people don't realize how important it is to live. Like, you need time for, per se, family. You need a social life. You need Absolutely. to eat. You need to sleep. All of that. Those are all factors that you need to factor into your daily life, you know? Mm-hmm. It's all about balance, right, at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. So, would it be safe to say that you want to continue this fitness journey as a career, or is it more of just like a standard thing on the side? What lies ahead for Cheyenne Khan? in terms of fitness, entrepreneurship, business, life in general? Okay, so on the fitness aspect, like I have my coaching thing, social media, everything like that, but I'm also in school, which kind of, you know, twines nice. into it because I'm going to school for nutrition. I'm actually in my last year of undergrad for nutrition and hoping to get my PhD in the future. That's really ultimately, Because cool. ultimately, as far as a career, I like to do academic research and nutrition, right? Mm-hmm. But... I always want coaching to be a part of my life, right? So as I get deeper and deeper into my career as a researcher, maybe I'll switch into online coaching, which is becoming very popular nowadays, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. In today's world, we can actually have the convenience for the, both the client and the coach to coach them from a distance, whether it be state, country, you can go worldwide with it, right? Mm-hmm. I'd still be able to give them the same you know, workout plans, diet plans, all of that, while pursuing my career as a professional researcher. You don't hear many 21-year-olds talking about becoming a professional researcher, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Good, good for you. You know, Cheyenne, it's really funny. We've been talking for quite a bit of time now, and I didn't even ask you to explain where you're based out of in case anybody wanted to get a hold of you via social media. Because I will be putting your uh, your handles in the description. So if people want to get in touch with you for advice on fitness or entrepreneurship, whatever it might be. So where exactly are you located? And I also wanted to ask you about something I saw on your Instagram page called Rebuild Detroit. And if you could explain to me what that is, because it sounds really cool. Okay, so yeah, I'm based on like the metro Detroit area. That'd be Detroit. Warren Frazier, all those cities around there, right? I train physically and anytime fitness Frazier. But um, Rebuild Detroit, what that is, it's actually a research program. So going back to what you were talking about earlier, it actually, that has a lot to do with, like say, my spark for research and nutrition specifically. What it is is a program that gets you started from an undergrad, so a freshman going into college, right into that career as a researcher, right? So they expose you to working in wet labs, say dry labs, everything like that. So you're really exposed to that life as a researcher much earlier than a lot of your other colleagues would. So you're getting a step up on the competition and you're learning. And especially for somebody like yourself who wants to follow that path, you're able to kind of keep learning and keep progressing while basically following a passion of yours that you've had for a long time. Yep, exactly. 
See, that's that's like one thing that I like to always try to tell people and even for myself is if you can create a career for yourself that stems from a passion, then going to work every day won't be very stressful because it'll be enjoyable, right? At the end of the day. So it shouldn't feel like work. Exactly. It won't even feel like work. It'll feel like you're actually doing something you enjoy and you're getting paid for it. And that's mm-hmm. and that's a dream that most people have. So Cheyenne, I really want to know if there was any type of athlete individual maybe somebody in the fitness industry that inspires you or inspired you to keep doing what you're doing on an everyday basis or is it just kind of self-motivated or what kind of advice do you have for people who are looking for some kind of fitness advice when it does come through online streams okay so like you said there is a lot of fitness influences out there and unfortunately there's a lot that just feed you a whole bunch of BS, whether that be for their <laughs> financial advantage, they don't know any better and stuff like that. This is true. But me personally, a lot of it is self-motivation, but if there's one person out there that I actually do look up to, his name is Chris Jones. He goes by Beast Mode Jones on Instagram. Okay. But he is probably the realest person I've ever seen both in and out of fitness, right? Will always tell you how it is. Even if it hurts, he'll tell you how it is, exactly what you need to hear. He'll skip all the BS, right? He gets right to it. And that's then that's the kind of a coach, trainer motivation you need right to keep going and keep pushing forward so i you do you need that constructive Mm -hmm. criticism and just that you got to stop coddling somebody when they're actually making the move to be better or to be successful in whatever venture it might be so how would you tell people to make sure that the sources that they're following through social media for fitness is valid is there some kind of a step somebody can take if they're not sure or is there no not really a way to differentiate between who's real and who's not? So I would say two things. One, take everything with a grain of salt, especially nowadays, like mm-hmm. I just said, because there's a lot out there. Mm-hmm. And take some time and do your own research. Like, back check them, really. That's the one guaranteed way to see if they're really you know, feeding you the truth, or if it's just a whole bunch of BS, just fact check. And we have Google, we have a whole bunch of credited sites. Like, we have we have all the resources we need to tell whether they're telling the truth or not, you know? You're right, because like like what you alluded to earlier is people look for that instant result. They, they wish they can have that one pill that makes them gain mass overnight or lose five pounds in, in two, three days and yeah. and without doing any of the work. And... And a lot of the times, I guess that's where the scammers come in, where they tell you that you can take this miracle pill or miracle product, which at the end of the day, I'm sure you can you can attest to is, is hard work is what yields results. That's good to know. That's really good to know. And I'm glad that you're kind of spreading the awareness of positivity in the, in, in the fitness industry and allowing people to see that they need to back check. I mean, it's so strongly recommended to make sure that you back check on any type of venture you're getting involved in, but especially in fitness, that's your body, man. You don't want to screw screw with your body, right? <laughs> so, exactly. Okay, so Cheyenne, I really do appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. I know you're a busy guy, but before I do let you go, I'm sure a lot of people are curious to know, I'm curious to know, if you can shed some light and give some advice on how people can stay motivated when it does come to 
taking on new challenges and tasks. Fitness is definitely one of the most challenging tasks that people do take up. I mean, uh, look at every year uh, around the New Year's time, New Year's resolutions, the first one is going to the gym for so many people. And I know there's so many memes out there that show a gym in January is full and a gym in March is empty. And so in your own words, uh, can you just give us some advice on how to stay motivated and how to keep going even when results take some time? Okay, so yeah, the biggest thing I would say, just keep that goal in mind, you know what I mean? Like all of us have days when we're not feeling as motivated. Some days, like if we're talking about the gym, everyone has those days they don't feel like going to the gym. They don't feel like putting in the work because it's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy. If you Absolutely. think about it, if it was easy, everybody, everybody would be walking around looking like Greek gods, you know what <laughs> I mean? So the biggest thing is, like we talked about earlier, be patient, be consistent, mm-hmm. and in due time, you'll hit those goals. Yeah, and I guess like what you said earlier, break down your goals into smaller ones, and I guess look for milestones, hit those milestones, and if you can hit certain milestones along the way, it shows you that you're making progress. Would you agree? Of course. So, Cheyenne, I really appreciate your time of being on the show, and I'm sure the listeners all enjoyed what you had to say, and uh, hey... Maybe after all this uh, quarantine, self-isolation, and coronavirus stuff is gone, we'll get you back on the show, and you can talk Let's about yeah, and you can talk about how you kept in shape while at home, uh, staying away from the gym. Yeah, sounds good. A little survival series. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Sounds good. Take care, and thank you. Sure, man. Thank you. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that episode. Don't forget to tune in when the next one drops, and I hope you stay connected with Life's Legos.